continue recording your message. Also, one condition, Scott, and this is non-negotiable. Hit it from the back. She gave me slurp, and I didn't even pull my pants down. All right, so we're back. Uh, if you if you didn't watch the last episode, um, make sure to go check it out because this is part two um, of us diving into everything we've been talking All about even more. Industry. I have a sword that's trying to beat up my ass right now. A sword? Yeah, it's like oh. falling into my your booty, booty crack. My booty crack. Well, I think that we should just dive right in. Um, so one thing I feel like um people don't have a lot of um context about or people just haven't talked about a lot is the dance class environment world goodness gracious you know if you are an og supporter of mine um you know that one of the biggest things that pushed me in the very beginning was class videos um dancing in class videos whether it be from you know big choreographers that are viral online to then starting my own classes the studio all that good stuff and um you know people see you know the final product online they see these dancers in a dance class and they think oh my god so fun but what Mm -hmm. they don't see is what it took to get there and i think you know people have gotten you know more comfortable with being on camera filming all these moments everything that we do because Mm -hmm. of you know tiktok and stuff but when i first was starting youtube and these youtube class videos were like everything like these youtube class videos could make or break your career it was so intense i mean i remember growing up watching those videos and i wasn't even involved in the dance industry at all i'm pretty sure i watched one of your videos too like i'm 99.9999 percent sure you probably did because i was every single day all day when i first moved here i was in every class to take it like like playground on so dust playground's a newer studio is it really Um, yeah well i mean it's newer in comparison to other dance studios like millennium has been around for so long the red wall is what i remember Uh, seeing um instead yeah that's millennium and these class videos were so intense i mean i am a very competitive person Mm. and so i kind of thrive underneath the competitive atmosphere but there's also a level of like toxic energy that is just unhealthy and and not okay and it got to a point to where i felt like when i would leave class i would always feel gross and that's when i knew i needed to take a step back and like not do these class videos and to you know only take maybe from my friends or to just teach on my own yeah um i mean i've been to your master class and obviously you curate such a like a positive environment but i can definitely tell how it could be very competitive and toxic and it it could be very close to being that way but like i said like in your master class you were very sure to like bring up the energy make it really positive and welcoming but to the point where I was okay taking the class. But I could totally see it being very fucking toxic if it's not handled correctly. A lot of the things that people don't know is a lot of their favorite dancers or people in class. Um, and like, look, when I say this, I'm not saying this to down anybody. Like, I'm just stating some facts in case you're curious about this, right? Mm-hmm. But those some of the people that would get really big for doing solos and stuff, you know, I would get confused sometimes because I'm like, they're good, but... There's so many other dancers in here that are so good, like insane. And getting a solo was like a big thing. Like right. that was huge. And um, later I would find out 
that that dancer just so happened to be sleeping with the choreographer. And what I started to realize was, oh, so that's how a lot of these dancers are making it and breaking it is that they're, you know, sleeping with a choreographer and that's how they're getting their start and that's what they're choosing. And, you know, for me personally, you know, obviously I wasn't like that at all. Um, Would this happen with... I'm showing up to class, I'm dancing my ass off, and if you don't want to call me out, if you don't want to put me in a group, or you don't want to showcase me, then okay. Then but you like, I know, I know I killed it, bitch. Period. Um, Would they do this with underage girls? Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. It's so gross. And it was so funny, because um, even looking back now, I look at so many situations. I was always really careful. I would like never... Um, there was a lot of situations that if it was even questionable, I just wouldn't show up or I wouldn't go. Right. Um, but I had a lot of friends who these like, you know, choreographers, dance conventions would be hitting on, telling them to come up to the room, um, just a lot of things. And it's, it's really gross. And a lot of them have been, you know, reprimanded and stuff like that, which is obviously so incredible. I'm so grateful for that. But, right. um, I've seen but that so many was, things come out. that was a big part of it. But, um, outside of that, like these dance classes, just to give you context, you go into this dance class and the room is packed. You can barely see the mirror. You're trying to find your thing. Everybody's walking to like, they all kind of actually, they're just like, they're better than you. Like a lot of people just have this mentality of like, I just danced for Justin Bieber. Get back there. Like, I'm the shit. Like, that's how a lot of dancers are. They're very ego. Um, Well, especially just like the class that I was growing up in. And um, it was brutal. Like, if they were to call out three people, like, people would like stand in front of you. Like, you'd be standing in the middle. They would like stand in front of you and cut you off. And you'd be like, uh, and then you'd stand to the back. Because it was more so like, if there's three people, most people are looking at the person in the front. And that would showcase right, that, like, okay. they would think that, like, oh, the choreographer told them to go in the front. What people don't understand is that they would literally just put people out there and people would be, like, cut through, like, standing in front of the other person and, like, doing all this really crazy shit. And the pressure was insane. Insane. You could not mess up. Mind you, you know, you're in a master class. You're in a class for, like, an hour and a half. You learn over a minute routine. Boom crowd around you camera possibly can't see the mirror like what we talked about in the last episode of like the direction changes right and if you messed up it was like you'd be blackballed like you would never be called out again in their class you would have to take so long to maybe get called out maybe or um you wouldn't be showcased in the video whatsoever if you messed up and then people are like looking at you and like it was so like brutal and like if there was one person that messed up in a group, the other two dancers would be so pissed off at that person because that means that then they weren't in the video and they would just death stare at like people and like they would got to a point people were like crying and like, you know, I I got to a point and, you know, I grew up, you know, training at a very young age to do anything and everything. So I was always very like equipped and ready to go. You know, I you know, obviously everybody makes mistakes, you know, but, um, so you've oh, never messed up in a class before. Oh no, I've definitely messed up in a class before. Like in but, front of the camera. Yes. But mm. uh, let me, let me explain. So like I have taken thousands of classes. There's only two times ever where I have messed up mm-hmm. like in, um, like at like a dance studio in Los Angeles where I was on camera and I was like, shit. And I had to walk off. 
Now that is after thousands of classes, but it's it, we all make mistakes. It like I, we just learned the choreography, some shit happens. One of them was because all the people crowded the front, and it was just like the first time I didn't see the mirror, and it kind of messed with my brain for a second. And I mm-hmm. looked up and I made eye contact with somebody, and it like distracted me. And then there was another time where I went out there, and it was just like a it was just a fucking you know brain thing. I was just like oh shit, and then whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, what they don't tell you though is for the 1%, the people that are usually sleeping with the choreographer or something like that, when they mess up, oh, it's okay. They go off to the side, they get to practice and go out again, and then they get put in the video so people don't think that they ever messed up and they're always perfect on camera. But then it's the other people who, like, they mess up and it's like, you lost your shot. But what I will say is, it was, like, traumatizing, though. Like, if you messed up, like, I would have nightmares in my head growing up of, like, I cannot mess up And there was this one time with this one choreographer guy, which like I knew him on like a personal, like kind of not like friend, but like knew him. Um, And it was so, um, it just made an imprint to where I was like, I'm never doing this again. So I went out in a group and I was dancing. Like I said, I caught eye contact with somebody and I was just like, I went off and you know, that moment is traumatizing because you have all these people, people who are fans of you and they see you mess up. Because that's another thing you got to know is when you're going out there and you're in all these videos, then you start to go to class and everybody's a fan. People are asking for pictures of you. They're taking videos of you while you're taking class. You can't mess up when you step in that dance studio. You have to be perfect. And um, so I was like, I was, you know, embarrassed. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I can't believe, like, this is so embarrassing. Um, So the next day, I was just like, you know, whatever, it's fine. Just, I messed up. It is what it is. I'll go to another class tomorrow and I'll, you know, whatever. But then the choreographer put on his story video footage of me messing up, laughing at it. And this choreographer was, you know, big online and had a big following. And that was, I literally was like so scarred from that moment that I was like, I'm never taking a dance class again unless it's from a friend because this is this is bullshit. This is like not okay. This is like bullying and I don't tolerate this behavior. It's childish. Absolutely. And so not. I'm going to I'm going to change the game. I'm going to change this. I'm going to start my own dance studio mm-hmm. where I make the rules where dancers get to come in and you get to make a mistake cuz it's fucking dance class, right? Right. Like you're supposed to It's suppo- a class. You're supposed, you're to, supposed be to mess up. up. It'd be different if you were booked on a job and you had rehearsals for months and months and then you fucked up on stage. That's a difference. But when you go into it just taking a class and then you're like embarrassed in front of all these people um i was like i'm gonna make sure that if somebody messes up and i make this disclaimer i'm like if you mess up it's okay guess what oh that's so beautiful we all mess up and all your favorite dancers and performers they fucking mess up they just at a certain level you never see the mess ups because it's very highly curated right but but everybody messes up mistakes are a part of the learning process it is and that's and it's like if you can't mess up in class then how are you supposed to get better because then you you can't learn anything new mm-hmm. that's my issue with these types of environments you're scared to try things that are new exactly. because you're like if you're i mess fucking up perfect then i'm then i'm fucked and so that's why i was like classes aren't even you don't even learn from them anymore because it's just a showcase and i think there is a beauty of of filming because like I'm, i've built a whole career on that and that's how i got my name out there and built my own brand but you have to make sure that you're also teaching at the same time and that there's that give and take and letting the dancers know that it is a safe space. Right. Even if you want it to be more of like a competitive, like earn your spot, earn, earn, earn that moment. 
but there's like a, a safe space in that and i think that's why the studio was so beautiful i feel like everybody was crying after classes even though, even though it wasn't like it would be were emotional classes like we were dancing to like you know cardi b you know doing all this fun stuff right. but people would be crying because they're like I forgot what this felt like. I forgot what it felt like to go to a class and to have fun and to not be judged 24-7. Right. That's why you see athletes that are so incredible at their craft and what they do lose their passion because there's so much pressure on them once you're at the top that it doesn't become, it's not enjoyable anymore. You're just focused on being perfect. And um, I mean, the pressure of people wanting wanting you to fail is overwhelming and it gets to you sometimes i mean i know it's gotten to me so many fucking times to the point where i've quit martial arts for i think i the longest i didn't do martial arts was like two years because of that pressure and just you know seeing people smile when you fall worst feeling in the world Mm -hmm. horrible kind of similar to like that person that fucking dumbass choreographer recording you and exploiting your fail like your mistakes Mm -hmm. which you're supposed to fucking do Mm -hmm. like i could get so mad right now because they're the problem like they're the fucking issue with so many kids quitting what they initially love to do because it's become so fucking toxic and unbearable and i know we've both like worked to change that in our industries and we'll continue to do so because i can't stand to watch that happen i swear and also i had um you brought up such a good point i at that moment too i realized that like i was i kind of lost my love for dance because whenever i thought of dance it wasn't fun it wasn't this feeling of like joy and love and like light and just energy. It was terror, anxiety, sadness. Yeah. Um, and a lot of my friends at that time too were coming up to me and they're like, I don't think I want to dance anymore. I don't, I don't have that love or passion for dance anymore. And that's when I knew a lot of the studio classes and stuff were really corrupt. Right. And that's when I was like, you know what? I want to change this. I want to remind people because I do love dance and I know what dance is and that's not dance. So I wanted to kind of reshape that. Um, But that's a little bit more of like what you might not see behind the camera and like what goes into it, especially the people around too. like um, just a lot of it is like stage. It's not it's very hard to find authentic dance classes where just like everything is so real yeah i mean being like from an outsider perspective too you watch those dance videos and it's so it feels like intoxicating like there's so much energy and you look at that and like oh my god like coming from somebody who's in the martial arts world where it's just so competitive and it's so serious all the time i'd watch that and be like oh my god i wish i had that or i wish i was in that world so hearing that it was so toxic is actually like it's crazy for me because that's what i wanted i wanted to be in that world and have that energy so now i'm kind of thankful for the classes i had because it wasn't like that at all i mean it's people falling left and fucking right um but it really is up to the instructors to curate such a positive environment that feels welcoming and i when i was an an instructor at a dojo that's the first thing i would always say is like if you don't make a mistake in this class get out (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you're not trying hard enough otherwise and um that's cr- I mean, I never knew those two worlds were so similar in that way. Yeah, there's so much similarity in, in industries. And I think, you know, of course, there's some things that are more specific. Like another thing about the classes is like the videographers. So I have so much to talk about. I can't fit, you know, a lot of this stuff in this one episode. Yeah. But I can touch base on some of it. So 
um, obviously behind the camera. So you see these dance videos and then you see, you know, you're like, oh, wow, this is a beautiful production, whatever. And then there's videographers. When it was first starting out, it was very rare to find. There's only like two or three dance videographers that would film literally everything you saw on YouTube because filming dance is completely different from anything else. Whenever I'm working with a videographer, I don't care who they are, what their background is. Right. If they've never shot dance before, I have to teach them how to do it. I have to teach them the angles. I have to teach them when to come in and out because it's a, it's literally a dance. You have to understand the choreography to know what moments to come in and what moments to come out. You can't use a gimbal and move a camera around in a circle and go, woohoo. Like, no, there's certain moments where you need to go to the side to capture the best angles and the moments and so there was a monopoly on it basically there was like these videographers and what started to happen is these videos started to get bigger and bigger is that these videographers got really big egos Mm. and they were like exploiting choreographers there's this one um he's still shooting dance videos and stuff like that um i'm not gonna say his name because he's crazy and he's <laughs> been known to send people cease and desist letters when in reality oh, everything i'm every time somebody talks about him um but i'm speaking facts so i don't i couldn't even have a cease and desist letter when you're speaking facts right but um basically what happened is he would start to take advantage of choreographers by saying, hey, I'll film like your concept video or I'll film film this project or that project for you um, I'm, and I'll just take the director credit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the project would come out and it would say directed by him when in reality he was just a DP. If you don't know what a DP is, it's director of photography. So it just means you hold the camera and, and that's an amazing position and role, but it's very different from director. Incredibly different. And so what he was doing was he was getting his whole director resume when in reality it was other people directing at the choreographers themselves but um he just wanted the credit so he's like i'll do it for free just give me your title and a lot of these choreographers didn't know the real difference between the two titles right right? um and so they let him do it and so his ego would grow bigger and bigger because he was taking advantage of all these dancers and choreographers who just didn't know better um And so what happened was, as I started to teach my own classes, so I definitely was a rebel in the sense, I was like, I don't even need a studio. Usually studios, they'll like bring choreographers on Mm -hmm. and they'll say, okay, you come and teach Tuesdays. We'll promote it. We'll bring in the people. Obviously, they provide the studio. Sometimes they do provide the camera. But for me, so when I started teaching, I would pay for the studio. I would Mm -hmm. rent out an independent dance studio. I would pay for the videographer independently. So you're talking about like $400 right there. So I would be paying $400 and then I would promote it on my own and bring in in students and build it just on people coming to my class and starting to develop a relationship to my class and and me. So um, I started needing a videographer and a videographer reached out to me. And at the time they were working under this other guy I was talking about. They were like, you know, kind of learning from them per se. And he reached out to me. He's like, oh my gosh, I love your videos. I would love to film for you. So he started to film for me. And we had a great relationship. He was doing amazing. He was just starting up in the scene. Um, I think I was like the first choreographer to really bring him on and use him. Now, the thing was, is that because he worked under this other guy, Mm -hmm. they would put their logo on my videos in the corner. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really care. I was like, whatever, because, you know, it's just on YouTube. And when I would post anywhere else on Instagram, I would crop it and there would be no logo. 
Mm-hmm. Mind you, I'm paying for this videographer. So I post these videos and the guy I'm working with, he's like, hey, like, can you please tag at, um, and would name the company and like, mm-hmm. it's the name, it's the same as the logo. Mm-hmm. Um, on your videos because so and so is like not okay with you not including his logo in all your videos i said this is not um a collaboration i'm paying you money i didn't ask for this logo i never agreed to tag anything like i'm already paying full price i'm not promoting somebody else i'm sorry no right so then i continue posting my videos and just like cropping out like his stuff because i'm like i'm not promoting you because i'm i'm paying full price and the guy by the way i'm working with he's like always discla- he's always like i'm so sorry i'm having to do this but i'm literally being forced to do this he's mm-hmm. crazy um and then would say he needs you to tag him whatever and the reason why this guy was getting mad was because my videos were going viral and just he did not like that he couldn't take advantage of another choreographer or dancer and so this goes on and it finally gets to a point where the guy comes up to me and goes look he literally uh told me that unless you start using his logo and everything and tagging him as well as paying me that i can't work with you anymore and i literally started laughing this was after class and i started laughing and i was like we both know what's going on here we both know i'm not doing that and he's like I know. And so he's like, what I'm going to do is I will, I would love to still film for you. I just won't tell anybody I'm filming for you and just don't tag me. He's like, just don't tag me. He's like filming for you Uh and you know, we'll be good. So I just, we continue doing that. So I just paid him, didn't tag anybody, got no logos because he's a good person and he understood like that he was trying to take advantage of me. Mm -hmm. Well, fast forward. Um, I think that like he wasn't available to film. Mm -hmm. And so I was reaching out to some videographers. And like I said, there was a monopoly over it. So this one big guy, he had all these videographers underneath him mm-hmm. that were filming. Right. So then I was reaching out to some of them and they were coming back to me with the craziest rates. Now, mind you, you know, my videos were doing great, but like there's a certain extent of what you charge in a class. And they were sending literally triple what the average, like the triple highest was. Geez. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but this is not industry standard. I don't know what rates you're, you're giving me. Like, I can't do this. This is way too much. So I started saying no to people. Okay, fast forward. I do this concept video with this guy. Um, he's another videographer that works under him. And I was like, hey, was trying to give him the creative of the video, this concept video I was doing. Mm-hmm and we filmed the whole thing and mind you i had asked him too i was like the the day before the shoot i was like hey can i call you can we go can i give you a creative brief of what's going on and he ended up not being available so i was like okay whatever so i direct the whole thing do it all we film it all i'm in the in the room editing it with him literally telling him what to do the next day he sends it to me and in the big titles it says directed by and it says the guy's name not my name so i call him i'm like hey you everything looks great but you need to change it to i directed it you're the dp yeah what the fuck and it was this whole thing and it was like so combative these text messages back and forth you did not direct it i directed it i'm like are you kidding me he wasn't even embarrassed no he was he was just like no like i'm the director you don't know what you're talking about i'm like delusion vibes isn't it it's delusion it's delusion at the time it was scary because even though i was at the the top of of what i was doing still when somebody's coming at you and they're like you you're delusional i did this why are you not giving me the credit that i deserve when i'm like this you're this is gaslighting (laughs) like no 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 so i stood my ground he ended up changing it 
fast and then i we don't, guilty man yeah and so we he's like okay fine i'm never working with you again a year later like clockwork i get a, a text message from this guy full paragraphs and he apologizes and he says he's not working for that guy anymore mm-hmm. that guy really fucked with his head was telling him all these lies he told me that that bigger guy took his phone and was the one that was texting me all those things do we believe because that? oh 100 percent took his phone and was wow. the one that was messaging me because he had passed it. He was pissed off that I never tagged his brand. So he wow. was over sending these messages like, no, he di- I directed it and was trying to give the guy credit. And like yeah. he was trying to get his little protege to do the manipulation um, of what he was doing to people. Right. So he did that. So this guy apologized to me and I was like, look, I forgive you. Like, I'm glad that you know like what is right now. And he also... Um, then another videographer then came to me too, who then left him because all these people are leaving him because they're realizing this guy's corrupt. Mm-hmm. And he tells me that he had gone around to every videographer and told them, if Samantha Long reaches out to you to film, I want you to triple the rate. So I was like an up and coming independent artist out there teaching, just looking for a videographer to film my class. Who is this fucking guy? Two inch dick. I can, get, I can give you bitch. some hints. Cut off your balls. So he, you know, he has a dance studio in Los Angeles. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I think the people who need to know, know. But funny enough, too, another funny thing. So this guy, so then time passes. So this happened back in like, what, 2018? Or like before that, I don't know. Back, when, back in the day. Years pass. And recently, you know, I came out and spoke about how one of my you know, past really close friends is now in like a cult. It's like a dance cult, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I just spoke out about it and was just like, hey guys, like just be aware of these things because these people are taking advantage of dancers. And guess who reaches out to me saying, I would love for you to be in a documentary that I'm doing. The same guy? The same guy. Haven't heard from him from four years and he doesn't know that I know all this intel of of him. He doesn't know that I know that he was telling people to quadruple the rate and was texting on other people's phones trying to like literally like conspiring against bringing down Samantha Long. Yeah. Um, A young woman. A young woman, literally independent young woman out here trying to just do her thing like in peace. Yeah, he was preying on your downfall. And then he reaches out to me and asking me to do a favor for him. Left on red. Oh, suck my dick, brother. The fuck is wrong with him? Long story short. Long story. Long long, story. No pun intended. uh, Go long. Um, But... I've sworn so much at this man. I've cursed him the fuck out. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just wilding over but here. But like, it's one care. of those things to where those are the behind the scenes things that you might not know is like these videographers would literally even be the people to like not put certain groups in videos. So for example, if I was in a class and he was filming, mm-hmm. even though I got called out, he wouldn't put my group in the video because he fucking dick swinging contest whatever and he has a small penis i'm sure oh i'm sure sure of this i'm sure sure but he would be that that's what video some videographers would do they would literally like conspire if you if they didn't like you they would like not put your videos in in um the youtube video for choreographers and would just tell the choreographer like lies like oh there's a malfunction with that group i couldn't like literally i'm not kidding that's so So, frustrating there's this whole world behind those class videos that you see that um you know i could talk way more about i have so many stories but 
um yet another story of another man trying to bring me down on the up of my career so what's new no i feel you i mean we even had a circumstance recently where we took on um more than we should have because of you know men just not doing their jobs yeah and um are we gonna get credited for it no Mm -hmm. but we know (laughs) that (laughs) within our circle um we know that we fucking directed it we directed that joint um but the thing is is there's gonna be plenty plenty of projects in the future that we do direct and get properly credited for but you know that's the thing in this industry we talked about in the last episode of just or in this episode too of people just you know um wanting to see you fail and rejection as well but then there's the flip side of the coin of people taking advantage of you um not properly crediting you even though you did all of the work uh which is so frustrating and god there's just we're making the industry sound unbearable which it can be sometimes and there's there's the you know the amazing aspects of it that can you know motivate us to keep going which is the passion of it all but it really is sometimes an unbearable industry to be in especially as a young woman um lots of lessons like learned through the process like you know you're always learning and growing through the process but i think that going through these lessons it it helped us understand um just the bigger scope of like what people are really capable of and how to protect yourself as far as knowing what your title is knowing what titles mean in a project so that you know when to put your foot down because what people will try to do is they'll try to paint you out as you're a diva they'll say exactly you're like crazy for asking for this you should be thankful that you're even booked on the job stay in your lane so much gaslighting taking place gaslighting that's that's why it's so essential to have a team that you trust around you that's going to represent you in the right way and fight for you too so i just get to kick my feet up sit back and relax i just like relay to you guys like what i want out of something or what's important to me and what's like a deal breaker and then that's communicated and if it's not respected i'm out or we're out you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but um i think it does like say a lot about somebody that i'm trying to work with if they respect those boundaries and if they continue to respect those boundaries there's some people that will agree to it on the front and then you never hear from them again or you go and do the project and um they're the antithesis of what you thought they would be um and then that's just that's a letdown too because it's like wow i'm being disrespected again that's a big thing in the industry is they tell you what you want to hear first to get you in and then mm-hmm. once you're in, then they completely they flip the script. They love bomb you. Yeah, mm-hmm. they love bomb you. But yeah. that again, a team, like having such a great team, they help you to like distinguish that. And, and you guys can like see through a lot of what's going on. Obviously, I'm still young. Not saying I'm naive in any way, but I am 19 and I'm young being in this industry and I'm continuing to learn what's bullshit and what's real and genuine. Um and for me, it just really boils down to respect at the end of the day. And I think that's one of the easiest uh, values to expose because if someone doesn't respect you, you can you can learn that right away. Um, I feel like from titling too, and I think this goes out to any dancer, choreographer, especially if you're listening to this, because this is very catered towards, you know, my industry of dance coming from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously to anybody and everybody, you know, really do your research and... I think overall, really be a good person. 
be a, be a good person i promise you it will always pay out in the end even though you might go through some bullshit like when you're brought on to a project and somebody is putting in so much work let's say you're a director and you bring on somebody um to the project who's supposed to be let's say a lead and um the lead comes in and the director is asking the lead for creative like what do you think we should do here oh what would you like to see happen oh cool well what do you think would be a cool storyline or what would you like starts asking questions right questions when and then when it comes to the project coming out the talent then leaves and goes wait oh my god i was the creative director or i co-directed that whole video yet when it's posted it's just going to say directed by so and so i'm not going to get any of the credit for all the hard work i put in now a good person you know who's who's knows what they're doing and is an industry um veteran Mm -hmm. will look at that and say hey by the way i know how much work you put into it like let's come up with a title that you want to put in these credits even though you might not want to be a director you might not want to be a creative director but still you did the work so you deserve to be credited i've been a part of projects where they literally didn't credit me at all and that is the most disrespectful thing I think anybody could ever do, especially in the industry, because, you know, credits are so important and it's the shady people that want all the, um, the it's pretty, pretty much just clout. They want all the clout, all the attention, and all the admiration to go just towards them that they're like, I refuse to put anybody else in any way or fashion other than myself so I get to take it all. So really make sure that if you're, at a point maybe it's your first video that you're directing or something like that make sure you know to credit people properly you know what your role is that Um, goes a long way i would love to work with somebody again when i know that they were really um willing to work with me and and respecting my boundaries and all of that um and it's also oh sorry sorry, sorry, it's also different when you're going into a project and it's negotiated beforehand what your titling is going to be because you know you're about to take that like usually for me it's on top of being the lead um it's also choreography sometimes storyline but when you go into it and you leave also being the director creative director and sometimes even the fucking dp um that wasn't negotiated beforehand so you have no power to be able to be like oh my god i need to be paid more or oh my god i need to be credited this way because you had no idea going in that you were going to take on all of that and I will say something that is important. So, of course, negotiations in the beginning, making sure that you're titled properly before going in mm-hmm. and kind of just doing a deep dive of like, OK, these are the circumstances. What am I actually going to be doing on set? Am I going to be doing more than just dancing or am I going to be doing more than just being the lead? OK, then talking about that with them, being open and honest and saying, right. look, I already know that I'm going to be doing all of this. So let's find a title. But right. something that, and this is something I've had to do, and this is hard, and this is why I rarely go on to other sets that I'm not the director for, is because <laughs> when I come on as one role, my thing is when I go into a project, like you're getting all of me. Like I go 100%, Same. whatever needs to be done. I don't care if it's hair, makeup, anything. If there's something wrong, I'm in there and I'm fixing it, right? Because right. I see the bigger picture, and if I'm involved, I want it to be amazing. But what I've had to learn is if I go in there, let's say, as a creative director or I come in there as not like, let's say, the director, 
I only go in and I do my specific job. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. I have to close my eyes and say, yeah. don't look, don't look, don't look. Yeah. And I, if there's a problem, I'm quiet because I'm not being paid for that position. And that's a big thing. If you're not being paid for that position and let's say you go into a job and you're not going to get the credit as you know anything else outside of, let's say, a dancer. Right. You should go in there, kill it as a dancer, have an amazing attitude, but do not go in there and do all these this extra stuff because then it's going to be expected of you. Oh, well, you did this the last video Very for just true. this budget, so just do the same thing again. You're underperforming if you're not doing 20 rolls for one price. It's so I think so it's knowing like your boundaries. Right, and sticking to it. And if somebody tries to hire you... Um, and you have that honest conversation of like, look, I've done all this work. I deserve to have the title of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And they say, sorry, no, I can't give you that. I encourage you, if you can, to walk away. Mm-hmm. You that's, don't need that. You that's don't need so that. powerful. Right. It's so difficult for me to go into a project and, and just stay in my lane because I'm such a perfectionist and I'm so controlling too that, and I'm passionate about what I'm doing. If I'm attached to a project, I want it to be the best it absolutely can be. Mm-hmm. So recently, like withholding myself from doing all of that has been so difficult. But also something you said reminded me of this, like uh, the expectation and the standard that you establish for yourself. Like if you're doing way more than what's asked for, yeah. um, you know, a pay that's lower than usual Mm -hmm. like it's expected from you for me what i've noticed um being like you know a good martial artist um it's expected of me to be a great martial artist all the time i'm talking in 100 degrees in a full-on fucking uniform doing a backflip 20 times over again now listen i'm a human being i want some reassurance i want validation sometimes but when you go on to sets who've seen the best of the best they don't give you shit not even ounce okay and i know they're holding cameras in 100 degree weather too and and they're directing in 100 degree weather whatever it may be um it's usually a difficult circumstance if you're shooting something but i'm just saying like i'm it's expected of me to do 10 forms back to back choreograph it you know sometimes doing the counts and just trying to make it perfect and taking on all these different roles and you know aside from being behind the uh behind the camera and making sure it looks perfect also being in front of it and hitting my mark every single time um and they don't care they're like okay and that's your job but I think for athletes in general, like dancers and martial artists, like I remember one time you told me you were doing a music video and they had you freestyling for like, what, 10 minutes straight? That is so fucking hard to do. Are you kidding me? You want me to stand here on a boat, like true story, on a boat in the middle of the Hudson River and do this flip a hundred times over again when it's midnight and I'm 14 years old? Like the un- the expectation is unreal they're just sitting behind the camera they're like yeah this is easy but you know know? once again it is solely up to the director to cultivate the energy and the atmosphere in which everything is taking place oh so if you were on a set and somebody isn't giving you the energy yeah you can look at that and say like that's the industry standard just because a lot of people don't go 110 percent. they're just like there to just do like what's the minimal amount of work i can do but let's say for example if i was a director i know how important it is for talent to have the energy and the support and how much better it makes them feel and how much better they do and overall oh just the whole environment of the set you want everybody to, i want everybody to be happy when people leave my set i want them to be like 
I want to do more. So right. feel inspired. It, right. You know? So when talent is going, it's like giving them that. But it's up to the director. It's not up Green. to anybody else. I'm about to say something very controversial. Okay. Go for it. Okay. Here we go. Um, personally, yeah. Um, the best sets I have worked on have all been led by women. And that's because generally we're just more sensitive and empathetic human beings. So um, if we're working with somebody and they're incredibly fucking talented, I'm going to be constantly validating them. And then when they're out in front of the camera, I'm going to be hyping them up. You know what I mean? And um, one that really stuck out for me, I loved working with this director. Her name is Manjuri Makajani. And she did the Sony commercial that, way, that I was in. And she was like six months pregnant, this woman. Wow. We were in a in a wooden warehouse and it was so hot during the summer. And she went out of her way to continually make me feel comfortable, make sure I was fed. And when I was performing, like constantly be hyping me up. And then, like you said, that translated to the rest of the set and the crew and the cast. And everyone was just so like happy and excited and everyone was hyping me up. And I left feeling so empowered and even wanting to be a director because I was like, I would love to make people feel the same way that she made me feel Mm -hmm. on set. And it was just such a positive experience. So shout out to her. But um, yeah, I said what I said. I meant what I said. And I said what I meant, period. Um, Honestly, it's all about the And if you're a male director, like you can learn from female directors too in that way. It's just, it's learning from, you know, different people. And um, And I think it's just your intention and, you know, educating yourself. But I think that uh, wraps it up now we gotta go okay so we are gonna go (laughs) part 25 we just don't stop it's just over but we really do have so much to talk about we haven't really dove into the topic of our industry yet because like i feel like we've been getting the dating out of the way all that Ooh, maybe that's my man (laughs) (laughs) i'm so sorry i should have put my my stuff on airplane mode i apologize Mm, daddy what are you doing who is Mm. that Mm. it's i know it's not me who is it Um, who is it anyways yeah we've been talking about like dating and like funny shit a lot well just kind of like our personal lives because i think that was something we wanted to dive in first to let you guys know who we are better and like establish a connection yeah before diving right into like industries and like all these experiences we've gone through in our in our work and our life and stuff like that but i'm super excited that we're diving into it because i think it's something that's highly requested and And i think that everybody's gonna be happy that we're talking about it agreed and we're obviously very passionate about it too because here we are two episodes have gone by an hour each and we're just like part three (laughs) these episodes have literally flown Flown by by. like this has got to be the quickest i feel like and maybe that's because i haven't shut the fuck up i feel like this whole episode but um oh my god i love listening to your voice vibes i love learning about all that shit like as you guys are hearing this i'm hearing it too so it's interesting same vice versa yeah this shit's interesting okay guys we are gonna dive into in a threat therapy question oh my god (laughs) all right are we ready i'm ready vibes here we go so reina do you want to read off the question shit vibes i'll do it oh my god so reina's laptop broke Raina had a lamp on her nightstand that fell over, landed on top of her laptop on the floor, dented it. The whole screen is busted. It's busted up. I need to. I really like hope it I is, have Apple Care. I would show it right now. It's like on the other side of the camera. It's busted I, the I, fuck up. I feel like I've told the people how Raina is with electronics. Yeah, this one was not so my fault. So this is just. This was a result of fun. We're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> 
All right. Um, here you go, Raina. Let's do this. A threat therapy. You can submit your questions with the link in our bio. Um, and you can leave your number if you want us to call you. We can do a little on air call. Are we doing that this evening? Okay. I think we shall. So listen up. So, Scott. So first of all, Scott said, um, we have this question. It says, can we call and talk to you about this live on the show? He said yes. So, mm-hmm. shall we have some fun? So, anyways, he says, I have major tickle tickling fetish. I enjoy and love to tickle and be tickled. I, in fact, done session and parties before. I know it different and strange, but lots of fun. I think about it all day. Just curious, what do you think? <laughs> Just we curious. have to call him. What do we you have think? to call him. All right. Did, okay. So you said he put his number. Yes. Okay. Do you so I'm going to do the screen and dial it. Yeah. So of I don't course. Have to say it out here. You can just put it here. I need the computer when we call him. Okay. So I'm going to take one. Of, okay. Let's do maybe one off so we can hear better with the phone. Okay. So we're going to tell oh, this him. This is trippy. So guys, this is the first time we've called somebody and I don't know who this person is, but um, they might be a little bit deranged. But let's see. Okay. So it's star 69. Star 69, right? Or star mm-hmm. 67. Oh my God. 69 is just on your brain vibes. I think it's star 67. Is this? <laughs> can we say 67? No, star 69 is on your mind. Remember you said that was. Okay. All right. I'm going to call. Wait. I feel like we need to do a test to make sure that this is like a. Do you have your phone on you? I do. Tell me your number. What's your number? Your full number. Uh, I'm, I'm typing it out. Okay, let me do I it. I just want to make sure that it like, oh, 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 no, no. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. Put this, <laughs> I wouldn't put Raina's number on air. I promise you. Sorry. I would have cut that out, but clack, clack, clack. Oh, my phone's on airplane mode. Let me take it out. There we go. Is... Oh, I think it didn't go through. I think okay, we got to do it again. Okay, so star 67. What? Is, what... Oh, let me do it again. You looked at me so crazy like I was like girlfriend GF I'm not giving my number out Gotta earn that Wait let me see Does it say unknown? Yeah no caller ID We probably can't play that Or else we're gonna get Not monetized My bad Okay so it says no caller ID No caller ID Okay so I'm typing in the number right now Rin, are we emotionally prepared for this caller? Because this no. isn't like a normal caller. This is something Vibes, that's a little I'm different. Not, I'm ready to just dive in feet first. Otherwise, I'm going to get cold feet. I'm going to get scared. Do you want me to start it off the call? Or do you want to start it off? I'm good either way. Let's just play it by ear. All right. Depends if he answers, too. Oh, should we tell him we're live on the show? Maybe you make the disclaimer. Come on, Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, it's like ringing, ringing. He's really thinking about it. Please leave your message for... You know what's funny is the number that they were calling out wasn't the number that, like was here it was like the last numbers but the first numbers were different i wonder if this guy like put a random number online that's like a oh you like think a, like it passes wish, through or something i wish there was a way to like text them and be like hey this is Raina and samantha should i try oh no because no, it would can't. show my number yeah that's the problem do you want to try calling one more time yeah let's do it one more time 
I wish we had like a burner phone. I know. I'm like, wait. Maybe we should get one. Okay, I'm making sure this is the right phone Use number. Use it for multiple teams. Here we go. One more time. Come on, Scott. We got our shoulders out here. I know, damn. Come on, buddy. He's going to be watching this back, punching the air. Oh, <laughs> fucking fight in the air. Anderson Silva on that bit. I think he said he was Team Pitbull. Oh, period. Please leave your message. Should we leave a message? Four. Yeah. Hello, Scott. This is Raina Vallandigham from the Threat League. Uh, we are live on the Threat podcast right now. And um, I just wanted to answer your question. Um, we got your a threat therapy question. And you know what? I think I am in the mood for some tickling. I think I'll take you up on that offer. It's the holiday season. I'm feeling quite ticklish. It's quite nippy out. I could work up a laugh. Work up a sweat with a laugh. So I think I'm kind of in the mood for a tickling sesh. Uh, let me know what you think. We can meet up at a park. <laughs> and tickling sesh. We'll be in sesh. Thank you. Oh. To replay your message, press one. To continue recording, press two. I want to hear it. To delete. I want to hear it. Hello, Scott. This is Raina Vallandigham from the Threat League. Uh, we are live on the Threat podcast right now. And um, I just wanted to answer your question. Um, we got your a threat therapy question. And you know what? I think I am in the mood for some tickling. I think I'll take you up on that offer. It's the holiday season. I'm feeling quite ticklish. It's quite nippy out. I could work up a laugh. Work up a sweat with a laugh. So I think I'm kind of in the mood for a tickling sesh. Uh, let me know what you think. We can meet up at a park. <laughs> you said no. And tickling sesh. We'll be in sesh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. To replay your message. I love it. It's a whoop. To continue recording, press 2. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. Also, one condition, Scott, and this is non-negotiable. I need Pitbull to be playing in the back during this tickling sesh. Um, otherwise, I just I can't quite do it. So let me know if that's a condition you can accept. Otherwise, I'll uh, have my attorney be in contact and we'll figure out something that works for the both of us. Thank you so much. No, that's her playing the whole fucking. I have to hear. I want to hear the. And then it cuts into the second part. Question: We got your a threat therapy question, and you know what? I think I am in the mood for some tickling. I think I'll take you up on that offer. It's the holiday season. The park is what got me. Like the fuck. I could work up a laugh, work up a sweat with a laugh. So I think I'm kind of in the mood for Here a tickling sesh. Uh, let me know what you think. We can meet up at a park. I love <laughs> and tickling sesh. We'll be in sesh. Thank you. Oh, also one condition, Scott, and this is non-negotiable. I need Pitbull to be playing in the back during this tickling sesh. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I just I can't quite do it. 
So let me know if that's a condition you can accept. Otherwise, I'll uh, have my attorney be in contact and we'll figure out something that works for the both of us. Thank you so much. <laughs> to replay your message, press 1. No, to continue recording, it. press 2. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. No, for delivery options, press 4. To okay. send a fax, press 6. Send a fax. To cancel this message, press star. To send it's this not- message ne- to mark urgent, press 1. To mark message marked urgent. To replay your message, press 1. To continue recording, press 2. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. To send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Your message has been sent. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. I feel like we just started something crazy. We started a war. (laughs) Oh, God. Hopefully when you leave a message, it just stays under unknown, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Otherwise, Scotty Boy is going to be hitting my line. Scotty Boy. Well, anyways, guys, that's all the time. What did I look I'm at? Like, at map, I like, looked at all the cameras like this. Just for like, I'm, lo- I'm waving to people. Hello. 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 Just for good measure vibes. Um, Can you tickle me a little bit since we don't have Scott here at the moment? Tickle my feet. It is the, t- it is the holiday season. <laughs> it is the tickle season. Ooh. Actually, is it even ticklish? Good vibes. No, that's not very ticklish. But if you tickle me, I, I will kick your computer. So maybe it's okay. Best. Yeah, let's not. I don't trust <laughs> Two you with computers this. Computers and I'm one moving day. this over here. Well, Again, thank you guys that, for listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I could just cut. Raina told me the other day that I keep cutting. Like she says that I cut her off. Or no, you don't it? cut me off. You just ignore me. I ignore her, but I don't even notice I do it because I say things. I think I'm just numb. I'm numb I to read, like, like hit in the head. Like, if I had to react to you and your jokes 24-7, I would just be like, ha, 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 24-7. I would be exhausted. Work up a core workout, vibes. Anyway. Yeah, a little Charlotte's Web. I don't get what you're saying. What is Charlotte? <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much if for you guys listening. Get it, please. Make sure to leave us a beautiful five-star review. Share the podcast with your... Um, I love Harry Potter, all of them. <laughs> you know what to do rate share all all that good stuff um we love you exclusive episodes are on our patreon now um so go check that out we love you rate review and share i was going i was gonna say but i was like ew so i decided tickle a person you love today yeah tickle someone you love merry christmas and when they ask you why you're tickling them just send them the podcast just say just cause no say for scott but for real actually on a serious note can you please share this podcast if somebody needs to know like the ins and outs of the industry and and if they're a dancer choreographer anybody share share this podcast so that they can learn grow and be a better person because we need more good people out there all right anyways peace peace